0: Welcome to The Phoenix Nest, the podcast where bad bitches read romance. I'm Jess.
1: And I'm Kat.
0: And today we'll be discussing Twice in a Blue Moon by Christina Lauren. But before we get started, we'd like to remind you to rate and subscribe on your preferred podcast app so others can find us. We'd also like to remind you that you can find us on Instagram at thephxnestpod and on Twitter at phxpod. You'll find those links as well as the link to our blog and email address in the show notes. Now to the book. So, how do we choose this?
1: It is yet another panel book.
0: This is one from the authors that I'll actually
1: be speaking to. I know, is that crazy?
0: Yes, considering that, like we talked at the last on the last episode, that this is the um, these are the authors that I have been reading forever, like two thousand
1: nine. Okay. So. This is my first Christina Lauren book. Yeah? Yeah. And I keep wanting to say Christina Lauren. <laughs> I don't know why, though. Like, I know that's not what it says. No, it's just no. in my head. I don't know.
0: So, yeah, these are the ones that I'll be um, on the panel with for the panel called All Our Tropes and Dreams. Oh,
1: my God, that's so cute. If that's a shirt, I want it.
0: I would love that as a shirt, so we should talk to Jessica Pride about that, because that's Please. one oh my that she God. made.
1: I fully intend to be there to support you, only when your cat is being ridiculous. Yeah, well will um, But I'm, I'll wear my uh, our Phoenix Nest shirts just like you will. Yay! Yeah, just so that, like, you have some support.
0: Thanks! That's gonna be fun. So, yeah, if you guys are in Tucson in March, uh, March 14th and 15th, the Tucson Festival of Books is going on, and Christina Lauren, along with others, will be there. So it'll be exciting. Um, and just so everybody knows, we are back in my apartment.
1: So that's why we're talking about the cat. The cat is not present in the other podcast because, well...
0: I had just gotten him in August, So and the, the mishap yeah. happened in November, so he was really quiet then. But if you hear meowing, that's Oliver, um, Sir Oliver Twist, He is the light of my life, but he's also a pain in my ass. So if you hear him yelling, it's him being absolutely bonkers. Goodbye, Oliver. So let's see. Do you want to read the synopsis? I surely do. Awesome. So take it away.
1: Oh, goodness. Here we go. During a whirlwind two-week vacation abroad, Sam and Tate fell for each other in the way that only first loves do, sharing all of their hopes, dreams, and deepest secrets along the way. Sam was the first and only person who Tate, the long-lost daughter of one of the world's biggest film stars, ever revealed her identity to. So when it became clear her trust was misplaced, her world shattered for good. Fourteen years later, Tate, now an up-and-coming actress, only thinks about her first love every once in a blue moon. When she steps onto the set of her big break, he's the last person she expects to see. Yet, here Sam is, the same charming, confident guy she knew, but even more alluring than she remembered. Forced to confront the man who betrayed her, Tate must ask herself if it's possible to do the wrong thing for the right reason, and whether once in a lifetime can come twice. Oh, my God, come around twice. With Christina Lauren's signature beautifully written and remarkably compelling, prose, oh, my God, why did they put that there? Twice in a Blue Moon is an unforgettable and moving novel of young love and second chances, perfect for fans of Emily Giffen and Jennifer Weaver. Wow, I've read some Jennifer Wiener back in the day. I have too. I don't hate Jennifer Wiener. No. It's a little.
0: It's a little women's fiction. Yeah. It's not. I, I didn't consider it romance back in the day. It's a
1: little women's fiction. I think now she writes more along the lines of, like, romance. Yeah. But, um, anyways, this is my first Christina Lauren. It is. I know there are a lot of others. There's my a lot. aunt. This is her favorite duo, and she's super stoked. And I'm, like, trying to get her to come to Festival books. I'm like, I'll wait in line for us and get us seats and stuff. But I want her to go just to see because she's so excited. Um, I didn't enter this with any, like, preconceived notions since I've never read any of their stuff. Mm-hmm. And I honestly didn't read the synopsis, which is why I stumbled through it twice. <laughs> um, I find that more and more the less I read of the synopsis, the more willing I am to give it a chance. So I try not to anymore.
0: You like to go in blind as much as you can?
1: I do. Like It's one of those things, like, have you read The Back of Twilight? It sounds like a great,
0: you know, fiction, romance,
1: vampire thing. And then you get into it and you're like, oh, no.
0: Yeah, speaking of Twilight, um, I started reading Christina Lauren when they were doing Twilight fan fiction. I don't apologize. I'm not Sorry. It was a time, okay?
1: I have not read fan fiction. Like, I haven't searched out fan fiction ever. No? No. The only thing that I've read is Fifty Shades, and that's fan fiction of Twilight as well. And I'm just like, okay. I just, I don't know. Have you read Wallbanger? Yeah. That's also Twilight fiction. I know. (laughs) And then, oh my god, I saw this thing. I'll have to find it for you again. I'm like... The, all the shit that happens that leads to the writing of Twilight. Oh,
0: God. Oh, my God.
1: It's so funny because it's, like, this awful domino effect of terrible writing based on more terrible writing, and it's just, like, horrible. I'll define it for you. But anyways, um, yeah, I didn't go into this. I thought, like, I read, I remember I read the first part because I kept thinking Sam and Tate are both very masculine names. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of threw me because I kind of thought the female would be Sam.
0: I thought that, too.
1: Because, well, I have a student named Tate, so that's part of it. But um, just Tate isn't really...
0: A feminine name.
1: Especially not, because this is pretty modern. Yeah. And, like, whatever. You can name your kid whatever you want with as many letters as you want these days, so it's fine. <laughs> but that felt like a personal like that, dig. Yeah. Well, but you have, like, that preconceived notion of gender-specific names, and neither of those are. No. And so I don't know why I assumed that Sam was going to be the girl. I don't know.
0: I did read the synopsis. Okay. Um. In fact, when this was happening, um, when I found out who I was going to be on a panel with...
1: Yes. And
0: everything, um, my first initial thought for this whole process was that we were going to do a different Christina Lauren... We, oh, okay. We were going to do Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating. Right. Which is one of my favorites.
1: Right. But then we made that rule, like, a couple months back that we need to be doing new reads because you get so amped up. Yes. And then you're like, no, that's not it. And I'm like, but I haven't gotten there yet. Like, Yeah. So,
0: well, and also <clears throat> I was at um, Mostly Books and Trisha was like, you have to do Twice in a Blue Moon. She had just finished it. She loved it. She wanted us to do it. So... So here we are. Here we are.
1: First of all, this is one of the cutest covers that's not the same as, like, the the Y8 style covers that we normally
0: have. Yeah. It's so cute. It's simple. It's dark blue. It's got the gold stars in the moon and the silhouette of Sam and Tate sitting in the crescent moon. And it's it's adorable.
1: Yeah. And this is also another thing that I was like, oh, man, we're going to read about teenage romance. But then it turns into like people our age. And I'm like, whoa, this is like not where I thought it would pick up again.
0: Yeah, it was nice to see that the hero and the heroine were older at the end. So, like, we started it out when they were younger. As they were older. Yeah, because they yeah. were 18, 19, or 18, and he 21. was 21. Yeah. Um. And then in the end, I mean, they're, she's what, 32? And he's 35.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, not 32 and 35. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That is right. It's 14 years later. I don't know how to math. It's fine. Surprise! <laughs> you were right. Surprise! I went to a small school where things weren't taught. Um, <laughs> but That's just sad. That is sad. So, yeah, it was nice to have an older hero and an older heroine towards the end of the book. And you don't follow Tate and Sam in their young life for a good Which majority of Which is
1: fine. I don't think we need to do that every time because we got... Plenty from their backstories in the beginning half. Of the so it was
0: book. like it was like one third of the book was them as teenagers yeah. and their time in London, and then the last half of it, the last two thirds of it, was them as adults and yep. what their lives are like now. So this starts out with Tate going to London with her grandmother, and her grandmother Jude is kind of. <laughs>
1: A firecracker?
0: A little old and crotchety and a firecracker at the same time.
1: Yeah, and she's very much like, don't ever tell me what to do. Like, all that stuff. And I like, fucking they're... love her. I love her so much. I'm like,
0: get it, old grandma. This is
1: their first time out of the country. Mm-hmm. It's a trip that they've had to save a lot for, and it's like a send-off for Tate before she goes to college. Yep. And all this stuff. And we find out how much... Jude has like put into this because she runs like this diner mm-hmm. essentially by herself. Like, of course, Tay and her mom help and stuff, but yeah, it's it's her I'm diner, and she's like known for her pies in a small like oceanside city, and so they just have like a very small town life. Well, and they're from Northern California because they're in
0: like the mm-hmm. San Francisco Bay Area. Yeah, um, so it is a small town life. I know that feeling, real hard. <laughs> um. <laughs>
1: Except you guys probably didn't get very many tourists.
0: No, we had snowbirds. People don't
1: want to go to Yuma very much. It's gross. I don't blame them. I've driven through it, like, in memory. I can only think of, like, twice I've driven through it. I know I've been there more than that, but it's just
0: dusty. It's It's dusty. dusty. It's it's the leading lettuce (laughs) producer in the nation during the wintertime.
1: Which makes a lot of sense because it's hot as shit. Like, oh, God. Yeah, so... It's just bad.
0: They're there. They get to their hotel. Jude is angry about their quote-unquote view. This is not the view I paid for. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they meet an older gentleman and his grandson, Sam, Luther and Sam the hotel and they offer to switch rooms with them because they're not there for the view. They're there to see the sights.
1: And they've been there for a while already. Yeah. And they're like, it's fine. We don't have much time left here. You should enjoy it while you're here.
0: Yeah. No worries. So they switch rooms. All is well. And Sam and Tate get start to get to know each other.
1: Yes. Um, And it's instantly, like, not really flirtatious because they're both on, like, their best behavior. Mm-hmm. So that kind of grows from that, but it's very much like oh my god, I think he's kind of cute.
0: Well, they start to, they they learn about each other before they start anything.
1: Which I think is, like, a really
0: good way to do things. It's so, it's so pure and so soft. And the entire time I read this book, all I could think was, it's so soft. You did text me that a few
1: times. Like, this is just the softest book. And I'm like, oh god. But hey, no tears. No tears. No tears. Not this time.
0: I'm surprised you didn't cry.
1: Me too, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows?
0: But who knows? Who knows? But, yeah, so they, it starts off with all of that, and Ju- um, Tate has the secret, and Jude is like, you never tell anybody, ever. And... She's been raised with,
1: like, a different last name, mm-hmm. because her father's famous. Yes. And he's, like... He's gross. I'm we compare him to.
0: Tom Cruise.
1: <laughs> like, the, the celebrity status portion? Yes. Where, like, everyone knows who he is, and yep. he's, like, this leading man in a ton of movies. Yep. Very, like, 007 action style from what Sam was explaining. Yeah. And she's just been kind of told, like, that's not a thing we tell other people. And, you know, she understands that, like, they essentially disappeared. And they left because he was cheating on her he mom.
0: got some woman pregnant. And then when they got into that car accident and that woman lost the baby, they were like, oh, my gosh, poor her and everything. But they never brought anything up about... Tate and her mother.
1: Which is, like, pretty accurate as to how things work. It's, like, so-and-so and and their lover or whatever, and it's just, like, but aren't they, like, married? (laughs) Celebrity status is weird. It's so strange. Like, I'm trying to think of the couples she... Oh, Oh, perfect timing. The Jennifer Anderson Brad Pitt, like, cataclysmic thing that's been happening. Yeah. Where everyone's like, they should get together. And it's like, no. but cheated with Angelina Jolie and married her and they adopted children. And
0: had children together. But,
1: like, everyone's like, no, they should give it a shot. And I'm like, um, no. Let them be. Let them, like, be supportive friends or whatever they're doing and not Re- rekindle not, that yeah, relationship. Yeah, you not need to do that. They both got over it. and went there. Ugh. Gross. Was that guess, their name? No, no, I don't think it was. I don't think
0: they had a name. I think that their relationship predates.
1: It was before the like J Lo stuff, right? Yeah,
0: I think it predates that. But um, yeah. So he's this huge celebrity. He's kind of gross, and uh, Tate's. I keep wanting to call her Jude. Jude's grandma. Tate's mom leaves Emma. him. Yes. Leaves him and takes Tate with her. And And she's eight years old. Yes. Yeah. So she does remember bits and pieces of, you know, having her father. The
1: scope of things. If your dad wasn't around because he was this big star, you wouldn't know. And, like, you probably wouldn't see, like, the headlines up because you're eight. You're eight. So you're in, what, like, second grade? Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to have quite the scope. Anyway, so they go through this vacation and the days are spent doing this, like, Crazy itinerary of stuff that Jude has planned. Yeah. Because they need to see as much as they can cram into each day. But then Tate's evenings are spent getting to know Sam. And just, like, looking over the stars, which is such a precious thing to do. They
0: sit out on the lawn at the hotel, and they just talk, and they stare at the stars. Yeah. And it's the sweetest and cutest thing in the entire world. And eventually it comes out...
1: That they're like they, falling in love with each other, yeah. They're falling for each other, and he, like, really boldly is like, I think I'm falling in love with you, and she's like, What? Like, yeah. how? And oh my god, it takes us back to this afternoon. And I'm like, But my question is <laughs> always, <laughs> but Why? But why?
0: So they have all these things going on, and, and everything, and it's, it's fun, it's cute. But then we find out from Sam that he thinks that Luther, his grandfather, is ill. Right, and he doesn't know how ill, he just knows that he's ill.
1: Yeah, he's like, this is really out of character, we can't really afford this, but he's been like, I really, really want to go, and we're going, and all this stuff.
0: Yeah, and so, um, the thing is, he's sick, and it comes to light while they're on this trip, and yes. Sam's grandmother calls and says, you get him home, and you get him home now. And Sam knows that in that moment, he needs to do something. And at this point, Tate has already told him who she is. Well, they've already had sex. They've had sex.
1: A few times. And
0: they've talked about who Tate really is, who her father is.
1: Yeah. There's, like, no secrets in any form between the two.
0: And suddenly, Sam and Luther are gone, and there are paparazzi outside of the hotel. And they know who Tate is.
1: And I thought it was interesting, because he didn't really try to sell the story to the magazines and like the news as like from a secret source or anything. He literally told them everything that she had said. Mm-hmm. Like no one else could have known that. Even if there are other people around during those conversations. Yeah. It wouldn't have been. It was very clearly him.
0: And Tate is upset by it, so she, you know, as you would be. As she would be, yeah. And she's upset because this is the first person she's ever felt like she's loved ever in her life. And They go home. She gets her PR guy, Marco.
1: Yeah. Who I thought was really sweet. I liked
0: him. Yeah. He wasn't a major character, but he was there. Um, And they fly back and try to do damage control. And they try to spin it as it was time for her to come out. She's an adult now. And, you know, her dad and her had talked about it, when in reality she hadn't seen her dad since she was eight. It's been, like, ten years. Yeah. And uh, so then we cut away from... Them being, fourteen
1: years later, yeah,
0: fourteen years later, they're adults now, and Tate is now a fairly decent actress. She's working in she's the field. done a
1: series, she's done she's done some movies and stuff, and now this is going to be her big break. And she talks about how she like fell in love with the script about how it's like a really strong woman, and she would love to be that strong and all this stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And she's playing opposite of a co-star who also needs a big break because he's been put into all these action roles. He's been typecasted. He he's trying to show that he has more depth to him. So this is like their opportunity. But the like kicker here is that her dad is going to be playing a supporting role as her father. Yes. In Milkweed. And, um, he's it's just fascinating because he keeps telling everyone like, oh, my daughter, I love her so much. And he's telling all these, like, stories that are, like, made up, but she's just, like, kind of going with it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, why does everyone love this guy so much? He's dating women who are, like, younger than his daughter. Oh. He's just, he's obsessed with himself and his image, and it means that she has to be obsessed with hers. And he always gives her, like, really backhanded, like, you did great today, sweetheart. Wait,
0: but just remember ugh. to do X, Y, and Z. He was not a good father, and you could tell that he... Was out of touch. Still not a good father, yeah, he yeah. wasn't a good dad at all, and um, she kind of just goes along with it because it just it will make things easier. They spun the story when it all came out that they had talked and everything, and they had good relationship. They like
1: orchestrated it. Yeah, and he had visited her on holidays and all the stuff, which was not
0: true. It's all bull. It was all bullshit. All
1: bull.
0: Um. So this movie is happening, and with this movie, the thing that you have to understand is. She is playing a white woman, and the man that she is falling in love with is a black man. Right. In a time and place where that was frowned upon. Yes. And that is why kind of this role spoke to her so much. You know, she wanted to be this strong, strong woman in this really difficult time. And so she gets to this, you know, camp where they're doing it. They're doing it at a ranch. It feels like summer camp. They have cabins and all kinds of stuff. And her best friend from childhood is... Is now her makeup team? Well, that's I pretty cool. loved that so much. Charlie. I loved her. She was yeah. great. So they get there, and they're going to meet the director and everything, and she stops in her tracks because someone from her past is standing there.
1: They're like, you should really meet the screenwriter. The screenwriter is Sam. Of course it is.
0: Of course it is.
1: But we already knew he was a writer, so we all, as an audience, should have seen that coming.
0: Yeah, well, and then also, she should have seen that coming, because the story of Milkweed is the story of his, Sam's grandfather, and grandmother meeting.
1: Right, and, like, the struggle they went through in their small town, on, like, I guess the East Coast, right? Yeah. It was, but it's placed in Iowa. the the milkweed story is Mm -hmm. but um she was just very much blinded by her work to forget him which she also talks about yeah she is just she did so much to get him out of her head and convince herself that she did not love him anymore
0: she had dated other people and had whatever her
1: pr stuff was yeah okay that's fine but she just didn't realize who the screenplay was written by, and it really threw her a loop, and it made her first table reading terrible.
0: Well, and they had talked before about how he had sent her emails, letting her know. And he says
1: that to her when she gets all pissy and like tries to confront am like, "How dare you be here?" And he's like, "But that's like normal. I tried to warn you. I emailed you. You never responded."
0: Because she never got the emails, right?
1: Miscommunication. Classic. It's my favorite. Classic.
0: So good. There's
1: always some kind of red.
0: So what's on our list of things to talk about now that we've discussed kind of what Twice in a Blue Moon is?
1: Okay. Oh, well, we do need to mention that eventually they do have, like, an argument and, like, sort it all out, and they decide we're going to do this a real try. Mm-hmm. And then the paparazzi shows up again because her father sells her out this time. Oh. <sighs> As being like, guess who sold out the story? Oh, it's her current lover, Sam Randis.
0: Well, and the reason why he sold her out, and the reason why they had the big discussion to try it all out, is they did find out that Luther was really ill, and they needed money to cover his treatments. His treatment. Which they
1: couldn't have afforded because they owned a farm. Like yeah. a dairy farm.
0: And they got several years with him after that. And he tells her, I didn't do this for selfish reasons. I did this because I needed to save my grandfather. And
1: he, well, and he acknowledges, like, this was a really terrible thing to do, but I wouldn't trade doing it because we got ten more years. Yeah. So.
0: If I, if I could have done something like that to get ten more years with my dad, 100% in a heartbeat, I would have done it.
1: I think, I think most people would, especially, like, you have to put in the perspective of, yeah, it's, like, a really douchey thing to do, but he knew this girl for, like, two weeks. Yeah. And was like, I think I'm in love with you, but he's also 21. Whereas these are the people who raised him because he was, like, discarded by his birth father.
0: Because he is a secret love child. Ugh,
1: everyone has a secret. His oh, my God. mother
0: was the Russian
1: maid. And so weird. And then she, yeah, it's just a mess. It was They both had lives that were messy. And just, he was raised by people who were like, don't be afraid of being yourself. And she was raised by people who were like, always be afraid of someone finding out your secret. Yeah. And that's something that's really difficult. But that was, I agree with you. I don't know many people that wouldn't give up a big chunk of themselves to save someone that they loved unconditionally. Or they felt they owed. Their livelihood too, yeah. and I think he had both of those issues playing against him. Yeah, because to find out someone has like weeks to live versus years to live is like a huge deal, especially when it's a surprise.
0: We with my dad, and I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast before. My dad died of lung cancer. Um, it'll be nine years this May, which is really, really difficult for me to to comprehend and wrap my head around because it, d- it feels like yesterday. But had we been given the years versus the weeks, I would have done anything to make sure that he got those years.
1: And, I mean, that's why people deal with things like transplants and being tested for specifically your family. Oh, yeah. Because transplant lists are super fucking long, and you could be waiting for years and years to get a match. Whereas if if you have a fix-it solution right then... That would better someone's life. Why wouldn't you do it? Even if it's going to be a struggle for you. Yeah. And in his case, it wasn't a physical struggle. It was an emotional one to have to separate and never reach out to her and break all oh, communication. Yeah. All trust with her. And he knew it full on that he was doing it. And he yeah. said it. But it's one of those decisions where it's like, I don't think that I could imagine not doing that. And just being like, well, that sucks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's... It's something that you have to think about, and I think the fact that he explains why he betrayed her makes it a little bit better for the betrayal. Because now look at the life that she's living. I mean. Well, and
1: I like that he's not apologetic about it. No. Because he shouldn't be if he's not. You
0: well, know? he kind of apologizes about how it went down.
1: Well, he apologizes for not thinking about whether or not her life would be better or worse. Yeah. And that, to him, it looked like it was better. Because he's still been following her and all that stuff. Um, so he does apologize for that, but he doesn't apologize for his action, which is something that we don't always see in romance novels, of, like... We very
0: rarely see the apology.
1: Like, a full, wholehearted, I know this really messed you up kind of apology. We see the apology that's more, I still love you even though. Yeah. And... He, like, full-on says, I get it if you don't want to be with me or associate with me, even though it's killing me. And it's... (sighs) Betrayal is hard always. Right.
0: And I think it was very big of Tate to understand why he did what he did. And to not hold it against him in the end.
1: Well, I think that's also speaking to just... she. Felt as much in love with him as he was with her. Yeah, and if she hadn't, then she wouldn't have been able to forgive him and get over it. Oh
0: yeah, no, no, she would have been more angry, and, and then we would and have held like, that resentment. That
1: wasn't real love.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so what but, else? What else do we have on the list there?
1: Well, I checked off celebrity status and difficult decision making and betrayal. And betrayal, I can do that. So, but we still have um, first loves. Reconnecting with lost family and past lovers, familial relationships, and best friends and protectiveness.
0: Let's talk about familial relationships. Okay. Let's talk about how Sam's father, not Sam's father, Tate's father, Jesus Christ, the names are confusing me. See? It's not just me. Fine. So let's talk about how Tate's dad is a giant dick. And for, like, t- so
1: many reasons.
0: Yeah, he's just... He's so out of touch. He's doesn't know what's going on in Tate's life at all. Right. But he wants to assume the role of the perfect father because he doesn't want the world to know that he's a great actor, but he's a horrible person. Yeah. And so she's got this father figure in her life, finally, for the first time in a really long time. And he's not a good dude.
1: And she's finding herself, like, taking risks, she's like, hey, what if we spend Christmas together? Yeah. And he's like, well, let me check with my assistant. Let me check with Althea. Let me check my calendar kind of a thing. He can't and just like, say, I yeah. I guess it's fair, because I guess if you're an actor, you have a very different work schedule. schedule. Yeah. Like, you can't choose when you're going to be shooting movies all the time, I guess.
0: But I, don't I, I think that it made it really hard for her, because she lived with her mom and her grandmother, And they were very stable in their lives with her. You know, she had her rules and everything, but she had a really good childhood. I mean, she had a really good childhood. But that was because that's the way her mom and her grandmother made it. Whereas her dad is just a shitty person. So you have that relationship with her and her father, and then you have the relationship with her and her mom and her grandmother. And it's interesting to see how those relationships differ. Because families aren't always going to be on the same page.
1: No, that's just not realistic. No.
0: And I think for her, it was pretty unfortunate that this had to happen to her. And this was her. This is her life. Um, I had my parents divorced when I was a teenager. Right. I didn't have my mom grab my sister and I and run. But it was still different. I mean, my dad raised us a little bit differently than the way my mom did it. And, you know, we had rules that eat, you know, both houses or whatever but i was still fortunate enough to have two parents that cared deeply for my sister and i yeah and with jude with with jude with tate <laughs> holy crap um with tate she had this dad that only used her as a pawn in his grand game of being this perfect person
1: like even from when she was little because a lot of the things that not necessarily that she wrote that people remembered about her was her on the red carpet with her dad when she was really, really little. Yeah. And then she just disappeared with her mom.
0: Well, then there was the time that they sent her, um, her mom, put her on a plane to go see her dad. And it her- was like,
1: okay, we'll do this if you want to do it.
0: Yeah, and then her dad never showed up.
1: And they're like, oh, there's a miscommunication, your dad was so upset, he didn't know. But that's not what it but, was. like, I don't feel like that's... Like, he blamed his assistant, like, oh, they're supposed to pick her up, but, like, it's your child.
0: Yeah, go pick her up. I don't understand. Doesn't but make sense.
1: He's just real high on the douchebag list. Ugh. Not just because he's not a great father, because some people just aren't good at being dads. And that's, like, something – he's not even trying.
0: He's Not even he's a little just bit. He's
1: completely self-absorbed. He's just worried about how he looks – and his responses to everything are very calculated.
0: He's gross and I don't like him and I wish she had a better family in that her dad could have been more for her. But otherwise, she had good relationships with her mom and her grandmother. Great relationships. Yeah,
1: I mean even though her grandma was like kind of crotchety, I remember I was like, for like, a that, free though. spirit you know, they're just themselves. And they're like, we live in a small town. We do what we gotta do. We work hard. It's not a big deal.
0: Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. And she was lucky that she could call her best friend her family at the same time.
1: She was a pretty well-adjusted kid. Yeah.
0: She had a great, great friendship with Charlie. And Charlie got to go on and kind of do this thing with her so they didn't ever separate.
1: Which is so weird that it, like... Worked out that worked way. that way because Charlie was supposed to go to college too. If I'm remembering correctly, yeah, She's telling about that. And you don't go to like regular college for makeup artistry; you go to like aesthetician school. And so that I don't know what derailed in Charlie's life, but maybe it she was made a different choice.
0: Well, we were going to talk about how protective she is because she is very protective of Tate and. Maybe that could have just been a situation where the plan changed for Tate, so the plan changes for Charlie, so Charlie can tag along. Which, fair. I mean, when you... I mean, she's good at
1: what she does, clearly. Oh,
0: yeah. She's
1: great at what she does. She was so funny, and I loved her a lot. She was great. She's definitely, in my head, I picture her as this, like... I don't want to say, like, petty, but, like, catty kind of girl. Yeah. Who would, like,
0: hiss at you. If you, yeah. Like, like, she's the type of person who, and we've kind of done this in our friendship, where one of us gets hurt. We're like, okay, who do we need to kill? Whose tires are we slashing? Oh, gosh. Where are we going? What fight are we getting into right now?
1: I mean, I feel like that's something that you'd expect from your best friends, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, so-and-so did this awful thing? Like, let's get rid of him. How many what times have
0: means? we done that in our friendship in our friendship group? A few. Yeah. We've done it a few times. Yeah. It's a matter of understanding that some people are toxic and bad and you got to get rid of them. And it's everybody being protective of the one person that's being affected by this. Mm-hmm. And we've all done it and oh, yeah. it was nice to see a friendship where you have them being very protective of each other and and not just of each other but of their feelings and their emotions and Charlie is very involved in making sure that Tate is okay yeah because it is hard you know the guy that sold her out is the screenwriter of the movie she's doing it's gotta be rough
1: just just a big awful surprise like that's not the thing that you want to have happen it's not no
0: alright what's next on the list
1: first loves, and reconnecting with lost family or past lovers.
0: Do you remember who your first love was? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Was it one of those love at first sight? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Do we even believe in love at first sight? That's the good question. Um,
1: I feel like at some point in my life I did, but I think the older I got, the more I feel like that's just... Less your infatuation. Yeah, I think there's definitely something to be said for like an instant connection, especially face to face with people, because yeah. people are normally really bad at being fake when they're caught off guard, and that's usually what happens when you click with someone.
0: I remember my first love.
1: We were in eighth
0: grade, <laughs> <laughs> um, in a very small town, and. A lot of people did not like that we were dating. Right. Because I am white and he was not.
1: Small towns are so rough that way because they're still very much like 1950s and 60s.
0: Oh, mentalities. Mentalities.
1: And it's just because the population there, especially in small towns, are generally really conservative.
0: And it was generations of people who've lived in the same town.
1: Yeah, they don't branch out. They don't... Mm -hmm. Experience a lot of new things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's one of the drawbacks to small town living, I think. Yeah, it sucked.
0: You couldn't be gay, and you couldn't date a black guy, and I did both. I know you were just losing <laughs> at every turn. <laughs> so I understand that, but yeah, that was my first love, Alistair. Pretty Aww. great, and then it all fell apart because we got into high school, and he got into some got into some trouble, and it still so cool killed me. I think Alistair. Yeah, we called them. So funny. We called them Allie terrible. He was great. We That's loved terrible him. Terrible nicknames. He was such a sweet kid, though. Until Aww. he got in trouble. Until he got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Until he got in trouble. We won't talk about what he did to get in trouble, because it was not good. Um, it wasn't murder. <laughs> I will say that.
1: Okay, so we'll clear him of that at <laughs> least, was it was all a mystery. It
0: wasn't assault or anything like that, but it no, was it was no. just enough to get himself into some trouble, and he had to spend some time away. Um, who was your first love? <laughs> He, as, as one of my customers would say, he went <laughs> oh on vacation. Gosh.
1: I don't know. I, I didn't have the whole boy crazy thing at all growing up. And so much so that my mom, it like weirded her out. Because she, she always <laughs> says that she was like boy crazy from kindergarten. Like she had her first boyfriend when she was five. Oh my god. Well, you know, whatever. Five-year-olds. Um, I just thought all the boys were really stupid for the majority of being in school And I don't, I mean, I'm sure they're not now, but, like, in middle school and high school, boys are so dumb. Like, they do stupid shit, they say stupid shit, and I'm like, ugh, what is wrong with you? And I wasn't a party person. No. I wasn't even invited to parties. Like,
0: I didn't get my first crush until fifth grade, and it was, like, the end of fifth grade, so, like, going into sixth grade. But it wasn't a crush that I talked about, because it was not a crush on a boy. And at that point, I was still you're very not much... to talk
1: about that.
0: Yeah. I was very much still in the closet, like, shit, it's only been three years since I've been know. out. Can't. Yeah, so it was kind of rough, but...
1: Can't talk about that. I don't
0: ever remember being, like, boy crazy. Like, Alistair was my first, like, real boyfriend.
1: I still don't think I have ever been boy crazy. Like, even through my 20s. Like... We're just not those types of people. No, <laughs> just... I'm generally, like, pretty level-headed. I have been accused of, like, having my head in the clouds a lot. But I think that's because, like, I've told you before, like, I'm pretty sure I could fall in love with, like, anyone that I've known long enough.
0: You could. And so I
1: can see where that could (laughs) be, like, a misconception.
0: That's why you're the hopeless romantic. Yeah. I am far too cynical. cynical. That
1: just goes with the territory. But.
0: Far too cynical on my end.
1: I don't know. I don't think I've ever done the boy crazy thing.
0: Have you reconnected with a lost love?
1: Not recently, no. Not recently? No. And not even reconnected in the way
0: that Sam and Tate reconnected.
1: No, like, there were some times, like, throughout college, in my earlier 20s, when I get, like, a phone call or a text or whatever, like, hey, what are you doing? You want to hang out? Whatever. And I'm like, whatever. But not the same connection as, like, at first. Yeah. Because you're different people after high school, and you're different people as you grow up and, like, you move away from home and you go through college and all that stuff. I did talk to a guy last year that I had talked to, like, years before, and then that just did not go well at all.
0: Fizzled out. I, No,
1: I think I I scared him away. I think that's what that was. No! Yeah, I'm pretty sure.
0: No, but we've talked about that. I don't think that's what it is, but we'll talk about that at a later date. But that makes sense. Um,
1: But, not anyone recently, like...
0: I don't know. I reconnected with that dumb ex, and I'm mad about like, it.
1: Like, two days ago.
0: And I'm still so angry about it. Because it wasn't, like, a good reconnection. It wasn't like, hey, I'm so sorry for everything that happened. It was like, hey, I'm so sorry for everything that happened. Do you think we could date again?
1: See, and that's weird. Like, that's not
0: I am too an
1: apology gay. person.
0: I, I am too gay and too tired for this. It's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> it's not happening. But yeah, it's interesting sometimes to reconnect with those people just to see where they're at in their lives unless you're in my situation and realize that he's in a very sad position right? and I have far too much respect for myself to ever ever go back to that.
1: I feel like a lot of stuff for me too is when you try if you were to try to reconnect with me at like a romantic level if I'm already done with that I'm probably not going back to it. I'm done. Like, Finished. We did did the thing Whatever the thing was, dating or whatever, friends with benefits, or, like, hanging out a lot or talking a lot or almost dating. Like, all those, like, almost kind of relationships. Yeah. And if I've already kind of, like, put you in a shoebox, put you under my bed kind of a deal. We're done. I don't think I'm going to go back to that because we've already had, like, the awful fight or the awful discussion or the heartbreaking thing. And I'm not really willing to go back into that, because when I have tried to do that, it's just not a good time. It's just
0: easier to put it in a box, put it on the shelf, and know that that's a thing that happened in your life.
1: It's just a memory now.
0: And don't go back to it.
1: Well, I feel like also, like, the people that have tried to reconnect with me in the past, just, they're somehow worse than I remember them being. Yep. When I was really into them. Yeah. Like, We start out really good and we're, like, talking a lot or whatever. And then something comes to light or happens where I'm like, I don't think that was a thing we ever talked about. And how did this happen?
0: The weirdest thing in the entire world is to know that you really, really, really loved that person. Yeah. And you were really close with that person. Yeah. And then, like, you meet them again later on in life and you're just like, what did I ever see in them?
1: And, like, I don't think that's my problem, because I always, like I said, I always feel like I can see people have that potential, have that merit to them. Yeah. But, again, I just, I can't, I can't seal the deal, because I can't, I just can't. It's just, it's not a good time. I don't think you're the same person that I loved before, and I'm not willing to change myself or to try to get you to change cuz that's not what I'm about. Like No, I that's want That's not a thing I want.
0: I want to like if I'm going to reconnect with someone, I want to know that we have both grown as individuals. Right. in the right direction. And I can tell you from my experience, I have grown as an individual in the right direction and he has stayed stagnant. So, he's down here and I'm way up here and further out than he could ever yeah. dream of being at this point in his life. But, yeah, Lost Loves. I'm glad that Sam and Tate could get it together, because that's just well, not going mean, to happen. Well, that's
1: just like kind of a fated mate situation. Yeah. Like, there's more of a connection or a kinship there, and that's totally great, but that doesn't happen all the time in real life. Not, like, at this caliber.
0: No. No. It just doesn't. I don't know that I could ever be in a situation where I reconnect with one of my exes. First off, they're all dicks. So no thank you. <laughs> Second of all, they're all men. Again, so they are dicks, and they have dicks. They are dicks, and they have dicks. And I'm not naming the episode that at all. No, no. (laughs) So, um, we have discussed twice in a blue moon in full. Let's move to ratings. Oh,
1: good.
0: One out of five stars. What do you give Twice in a Blue Moon?
1: Um, I'm gonna go four. Okay. I really enjoyed the book, even though the parts of it were frustrational, but I feel like I say that all the time. Just there's, like, some aspect of it that I'm frustrated with, and this time I was just frustrated with how choppy the communication was, because it didn't have to be like that. No. Like, there was a lot around this, and I feel like Tate was just so dumb in, like, ways that didn't really matter. Like, she didn't bother to look into who the screenwriter was. Mm-hmm. Her PR team didn't bother to look for emails from the screenwriter. Yeah. Which was signed from his website. Yeah. If you notice that. And, like, I don't know. She also really jumped to conclusions when she thought he was married with kids. <gasps> oh, yeah. And she, yeah. Like, was really angry about how could you cheat on your wife and stuff. He's like, what do you mean I don't have a wife? And then they ended up, oh, they ended up fucking in his truck. Yep. As their, like, reconnection.
0: As someone who grew up in farmland, it's not comfortable to fuck in a truck. It is not. I just want you to know that.
1: I mean, it's fun,
0: dear listeners. Please understand that truck beds are not comfortable. And no, they
1: weren't even in the bed. They're in the cab. There's not enough room, especially because he's like super tall. He's supposed to be like this mountain of a man. Isn't
0: he like six four? He's huge. Why? Question? Question? Question?
1: Why are all
0: heroes in romance novels six foot four inches? that's so perfect. No, it's not! (laughs)
1: No? Six foot...
0: Men who are six foot four talk about being six foot four a lot.
1: Because being over six feet is, like, some kind of weird accomplishment.
0: You didn't accomplish that. Nature
1: accomplished that. I'm just saying, that's, like, a thing. Like, it's, like, a weird, like, pissing contest. Yeah. But when no one is in control of it. It's weird. You know what I mean? Because, like, I don't know. I always figure as long as a dude is taller than me, we're fine.
0: That's every dude you've ever looked at, ever. Yeah. You are short.
1: There are like certain requirements though. Like, where does my head line up on your chest? Because <laughs> if it's too low, it's weird. And if it's too high, it's weird. Like,
0: you want like perfect
1: pectoral height? No, like, I just want the cuddling height. Okay. Like, we talked about this. Yeah. Like, when we cuddle, is it going to be weird? If you are like two feet taller than me, it's gonna be weird. Yeah, cause you're it's it's it's
0: weird. Yeah, I can see that. See, but my weird thing is, I date men and women. So like, if I'm dating a woman, it's kind of the height is weird. I
1: who needs to be taller? You or the other woman?
0: That's where it gets weird. Like, I'm used to being the shorter one, but I went on a date with a girl who was much shorter than I was,
1: uh-huh.
0: and it was strange because she had to stand on the curb while I stood in the street so that we could kiss goodbye, <laughs> and it was strange. It I mean, felt that weird. sounds
1: like all of my dates. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was weird for me because I'm usually shorter than the guys, or whatever. But, um, so you gave it a four out of five stars. Yep. Yeah, how about you? I gave it a four and a half out of five. Ooh. But... This is also my, I don't even remember how many, Christina Lauren book. I've right. read quite a few. i have been a little bit
1: more prepped.
0: Yeah, I've, I know their writing style. And I can say that this is a lot different than a lot of their rom-coms. Okay. Because this isn't, like, a true romantic comedy. No. Like, and I'm, this is, like, like, a drama. And I'm glad that we went in this direction as opposed to reading Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating. Because that is 100% a rom-com. Right. It's funny- I tell you all the time that Hazel is basically me. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's great. But it was nice to step away from that rom-com, which is kind of what they're a little bit known for, right. and read something that was softer. And I gave it a four and a half out of five stars because it was something different for them. And it was so fucking soft. And I loved it. And I thought it was great. I feel like
1: it came at a time when we both needed something real soft to read anyways. Yeah. We like, were just going through a lot of January shit. I don't know what's up with January, but I'm glad it's almost over.
0: Okay, but can we talk about how we still have another week of January? Why does January feel like it's 14 years long?
1: I don't know, but <laughs> I'm not enjoying it, I'll tell you that much.
0: I'm not either. Just not a good time. No. So, what are we reading next? We're reading Rafe. We are going to read Rafe, a Buff Male Nanny by Rebecca Weatherspoon.
1: I'm kind of excited.
0: You should be, because I've already read it.
1: I'm so excited. And I loved it. It was good. Oh, and we have, like, a weird let you in on something kind of announcement in that if you think back to a few months ago, we searched high and low, and Jessica asked all of, like, Twitter to help us find this stupid book that is the <sighs> worst romance novel I've ever read. Cat found it. I finally found it because I had, like, an epiphany last night, and I found it. And I'm so angry. So.
0: Can we wait? Can we talk about how both of us had epiphanies about books? Yours was about <laughs> the worst romance you've ever read and mine was my favorite childhood book.
1: Yeah. it's Oh, God. So. So this book I read when I was, <laughs> this was like 14. And I was thinking about like compared to all the romance that we've been reading and we've been ranking them, this is the absolute worst one I've ever read because of the content. Yep. And so I had explained the content at some point on one of the podcasts to Jess and Bethany when she was here, and um, and we we're just like, God, such a fucked up story. Oh it my was God,
0: bananas! And I was
1: purely convinced it was Nora Roberts. And it you is were not wrong. It's a Sandra Brown. Yeah. And that's why I couldn't find it because I kept thinking it was Nora Roberts. Mm-hmm. So I kept being like, That's not it. That's not it. But my epiphany last night was I was doing addresses from baby shower stuff for my sister. Yep. And our friend was in Lancaster, California. Yep. And I was like, oh, that's the last name that I couldn't remember. And so I Googled it, and I fucking found it, and it's called Bittersweet Rain, which is a terrible, terrible name for a romance novel. Can we talk about the things that we
0: Googled to try to find this book?
1: <laughs> we tried so hard and it drove us so crazy because we wanted to do like a Caroline like a worst of Okay, so the girl's name is Caroline. Yes. And she ends up getting married to this really old man who's thirty years her senior. Yep. And he owns a cotton gin.
0: I Googled Caroline Cotton Gin. I did too and it was the same awful.
1: result. It was so awful. So we kept like looking and looking, we couldn't find it. And then I remembered it's because Caroline Cotton didn't mean nothing, but when she gets married, her last name becomes Lancaster.
0: And that's what it was. And
1: I was like, oh my god! So I found it, and I think we need to do a worst of.
0: So do you think we should do a worst of when we come back from our hiatus? I
1: think we need to have a bad romance month. (gasps) Oh my god, like a Lady Gaga inspired bad bad romance.
0: romance We will talk about that and figure that out. I just, out.
1: okay, so I read it, but I read it when I was 14. That was, guys, that was 16 years ago. Oh, God. Maybe 15 if we're if we're being a little bit more liberal here. Oh, no. But I desperately want Jess to read it because I want, like, the synopsis doesn't do it justice. She read the synopsis in the car today, and I want her to read it. I just, I need you to read it so you understand the magnitude of how horrible... It is in so many aspects.
0: So let's do this. Okay, so this is going to be the announcement now. We are (laughs) going to be taking March off because there's so much much going on. Kat is going to be an aunt for the first time. I know,
1: it's crazy.
0: I am going to be doing the Tucson Festival of Books. Um, So we're going to take the month of March off to kind of...
1: Breathe. Breathe.
0: Event. And like, refresh yes and try to come back real strong. And
1: maybe like try to bulk up our blog more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're and gonna, our insta.
0: So we'll take March off. Um, but I think we're gonna try to come up with a bad romance month. We'll see what we can
1: do. I feel like we need to because just I don't know what you would choose, but this is a hundred percent my choice. Other than the book that I am named after.
0: Other than that book.
1: Because that's the one about the slave girl. Yep. That falls in love with the master.
0: Oh. Also
1: terrible.
0: Okay, we will figure this out. I think. I'm, I'm just saying,
1: if we have to read two of my worst picks, it's because they are the worst.
0: <laughs> and you're pretty critical, so. Listen, it's we will. Just- we will figure it out in the month that we're off to try to figure out what we're going to do. So yeah. be on the lookout for that because it looks like we're going to do a bad romance month. I'm so
1: excited, but and I'm it will also horrified that I have to read these books
0: again. It's going to be fun. So with that being said, uh, join us next time as we discuss Rafe, uh, Buff Mill Nanny by Yay. Rebecca Weatherspoon. And please remember that bad bitches read romance. <laughs> Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.